Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 43 of the Genesis Gems Podcast. I am Nick Stevens, and with me we got a couple couple special guests. I'm going to call one a special guest because he hasn't been with us for a while, but uh, who do we got on here today? I'll start, I'll start, because I think I'm one of the special guests as I'm a, a, uh, a guest guest, uh, being that I am the Requiem from SegaNerds.com, so yeah. hello Hey, hey, and this is Aaron. Uh, I haven't been on since, well, I wasn't on last episode. I think I was on the episode before that. Yeah. But uh, I was moving last time. I finished moving. Now I'm back to talk Sega. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you hear that guy laughing in the background. That's a blast from the past. Who is that? Hello, guys. Rob here. How's it going? Ah, oh, Rob. Great. <laughs> I missed you, hosers. Yeah, everyone been doing all right? I had a busy day. I played uh, softball all day long, like four games of softball. I'm tired. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Oh, I, think I, I, think I, pull, I think I pulled two groin muscles, if that's even possible. Ouch. Ow. I yeah. didn't even know you had two groins. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't either. <laughs> but I'm, hurt, I'm hurting on both sides. Yeah, I was playing first base. So I, li- I like to stretch, you know, catching, those, catching the balls. Oh, it was not With fun. With your groin. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, glad, glad it didn't happen. I wasn't wearing a cup, but uh, I'm glad I didn't. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I stretched one time. It was real funny because you know everyone's over thirty years old. We were passing around the ibuprofen in between games. It's <laughs> like wow, I mean, this is bad. That's when you know. Rob, how have you been? I'll start with you. It's been a while. Tell, uh, tell dude, listeners what dude, you're up to. I've I've been great, man. I've been great. Thanks for having me uh, back on. I, I've missed you guys. The bromance, man. I missed bromance. it. You're breaking it up, yeah. man. I've been bromance. <laughs> know, I've been bromance with Aaron and uh, Landon. And re- I've and been re- a little jealous. Requiem. I see. I, see. I, I, can't, I can't say it. <laughs> Requiem. It, it's not the first sound of voices. Requiem. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, but man, I've been doing okay. Um, uh, we're doing Turtle Flakes full time now. You know, trying to do at least trying to do you know once uh, an episode a week. And uh, I'd like to get back on the Super Show one of these days too. But uh, I'm just trying to get all this stuff uh, uh, done now because I know once uh, work starts again, it's going to be on. So yeah, yeah just. Uh, just kind of chilling out and enjoying uh, the summer off with my son. I'm trying to get you out of all the shows you're in. I'm going to take over Turtle Flakes <laughs> next. Watch out. <laughs> I'm just going to kick you off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be off the internet completely. I'll be off Facebook. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, this is a picture of you me. You know what? Hold all my calls. Yeah. I'll let It'll be Nick a profile picture of Nick. <laughs> yeah. I'm so behind on those Turtle Flakes episodes. I love that show, but I am behind, behind. Oh, Same thanks, here. man. So, I, I, I appreciate I, you. Yeah, I've got... We've got six episodes still to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah, between between you and Ferg on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred podcast, just crank out too much content for me to keep up with. <laughs> I'm just glad too you're, much, Rob. I'm glad he's listening to all the retro junkie stuff. That's great. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Great. I'm gonna apologize. I've already told him. Uh, I've been having trouble saying Requiem all day. <laughs> I've been, I've you keep saying it correctly, though. I that's know, that one. Snailed it. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna mute his mic and he's gonna keep saying it over and over again until Re- he Requiem. gets it. Unique New York. Unique. <laughs> and, and Aaron, you've been doing all right. I heard you uh, doing a cool little project. You said you're gonna self promote, uh, but I'll go ahead and give you a seg- segue into it. Yeah, this is perfect. Um, so yeah, uh, I just turned thirty. And I decided, well, you know, I've been working on music for a while now, uh, but I never released an album, so uh, that's what I've been up to. I released my debut album. Uh, it's called Neon Dreams. It's like a it's awesome BGM mm-hmm. oh, thanks uh, slash chip tune album. Uh, it's got a mix of like real instruments, uh, you know, guitars, uh, keyboards, and then you've also got uh, some fresh. Sega Genesis beats and uh, you know, everything else. <laughs> I throw in a little bit of a little bit of NES, a little bit of Turbo Graphics 16, 
uh, yeah, kind of mix things up. But uh, yeah, it's over on Bandcamp. Uh, you can check it out if you want. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes. Yeah, pretty much throwing it out everywhere. So um, yeah, uh, love for you guys to check it out. Otherwise, uh, man, I've been focusing so much on music that I really have not spent a lot of time playing video games lately, and it kind of breaks my heart because that's uh, you know, I was like a it's a it's a huge deal because I've always loved well especially like retro gaming, uh, always been a huge passion of mine. So getting ready for this show was kind of like, man, it feels great to play Sega again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like coming home. That's right. Yeah, pretty much. Like after, I, had, I had not picked up a game in a while. And after playing this one, you still love it? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not debatable. No. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, no, you know, let's just say, uh, you know, if I found this game at the bottom of a well, I might just walk away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no spoilers. Uh, but no, it's good to be back. Well, before we get into the next section, let's go over this crazy list of things. If you want to connect with us, check us out at our website at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgymspodcast. Join our Facebook group at www.facebook.com slash group slash genesisgyms. Send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengyms. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we are on Google Play, and we are a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Good Lord. Bam. Jeez, man. I need to put like a uh, a sound in there, just like snailed it. But, uh, <laughs> this, You're so uh, much better at that. Jeez. I know. I know. It's, it's you being gone, you know. And I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Impre- I'm trying <laughs> really to. Really impre- shining now. I'm trying to impress Requiem a little bit here. So. Yeah. Uh, color me impressed. I am very impressed. <laughs> Colored him impressed. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're gonna have a special Sega snippets this time around. So let's go ahead and cue that music and go right into Snega. Snega. <laughs> uh, Sega oh, snippets. No. Tap one two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. You were thinking, snailed it. Snailed it. <laughs> Snega. But <laughs> I wanted to dedicate the whole Sega Snippets section to uh, Requiem and uh, kind of oh. what, what's going on here. Um, you know, he's just from okay. thesegaNerds.com, which is a great site for Sega News, things like that. He does write for them. But uh, they just launched a Kickstarter called Megavisions, and I'm just going to let you take everybody. Okay, cool. Thanks, you guys. Again, thanks for letting me uh, come on here and talk to everybody. This was prearranged, so... My appearance is completely <laughs> self-serving. Um, we at Sega, like you said, have launched a Kickstarter for what is a Sega and Atlas-based magazine uh, called Megavisions. Of course, it's covering Atlas stuff because now Sega owns Atlas. Uh, the magazine is on Kickstarter right now. At the time of this recording, we've got about eight days left. So by the time this goes up, I don't know exactly what day you're planning on posting this. There's going to be a precious few days to contribute. Uh, today we were at about eight thousand dollars. We're looking for thirteen thousand total, so we can still hit that. Uh, but about the magazine itself, it is a digital magazine for all kinds of different devices. You can get it on iPad, iPhone, Androids, other smartphones, Kindle, computers, pretty much anything. Uh, we've, we've partnered with a company called Magazine Cloner to do that, and. The Sega Nerds team, if you're familiar with the site, is who is putting most of this content together for the magazine. But we do have other people lined up to help us out. Some people you'll probably be familiar with. Uh, one guy, Blake Harris, who wrote the Console Wars book, has yeah. said that he, oh. he would contribute to the magazine. So he's on board to help us out. Also, 
Genesis fans probably recognize these two names or are likely to. Tom Kalinske, the former Sega of America president, yeah. and oh, Al Nielsen, the former marketing director, if I have that title correct. Uh, both of them are going to be contributing to the magazine on a regular basis as well. So they're the guys that the book Console Wars was about. So that's really great that they're going to be on board. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy stories these guys still have that weren't covered in the Console Wars book, and we'd be really excited to get those and put those in the magazine. Uh, essentially, the magazine is going to be – the Kickstarter is going to be funding the magazine for a full year, and it's going to be bi-monthly. So it's every two months you get a new issue of the magazine. Um, uh, let's see if I can – I don't know how many questions. Let me see if I can come up with anything else off the top of my head here. Uh, you mentioned Atlas, so you guys are going to be focusing on like the Shin Megami Tensei persona yeah, type stuff. Yeah. So we we're going to be looking at doing uh, all of that series. Yeah, Persona, Shin Megami Tensei. They just put out you know the new Tokyo Mirage sessions. We cover all that stuff on Sega Nerds since they took them over. We will be trying to cover as much of that as we can. Uh, including some of the retro Atlas stuff, you know, even though that awesome. they've just purchased them, we are planning on covering retro and modern. So I know a lot of people say, well, Sega is not the company they used to be. How do you possibly have that much content? Well, it's not going to be strictly a news magazine. It's not going to be like opening up a Game Informer and seeing just what Sega is going to be putting out over the next several months. It's going to be a blend of everything retro, everything new, just maybe some crazy stories, opinion, features, all kinds of stuff. I would say similar to what we do on Sega Nerds, but the reason why this is different, and uh, some people have come, have come to us and said, well, you know, why aren't you doing a physical magazine? Why can't you just do this on a website? And certainly there are some websites that do a very good job of this, but other than ours, there's still other very good Sega websites. Of course, you guys do a good job on your podcast. Well, and you. there's other ways of getting similar information, but this magazine that we're doing, and I wasn't quite sold on it either. <laughs> Chris is uh, our editor at Sega Nerds. Chris has had this idea in his head for a really long time. At least he's been talking to me for well over a year about wanting to do this. Um, and the reason why we're not doing, or at least one of the reasons we're not doing a physical magazine is because the way the content is presented, the way it's displayed, the interactivity that, that the tablets and smartphones allow is really intuitive. It's It really allows you to do a whole bunch of different things. Visually, it allows you to present information in ways you can't do on websites, and you can't do in physical magazines, and you can't do in podcasts. It's hard to explain. I wasn't still wasn't completely sold on it until I actually saw it running. We were at Too Many Games a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, promoting it, and he had what we call our zero issue on a tablet. And we're, was walking that through with people, and I was like, okay, now I completely get it. As far as you know, how how it works, scrolling through it, getting through all the information, and how easy it was just to go to something, you know, get to a particular point in the magazine, and have all these options as far as how you want to interact with what it is you're reading about or what it is you're experiencing, because it is a multimedia experience. It's not a scanned PDF of what looks like a magazine off the shelf, which is what some people think of when they think of a digital magazine. Uh, if you want more proof, please go to Kickstarter, search for Megavisions, or go to the Sega Nerd site. There's also megavisions.com, uh, or I, I think it's megavisions.com. Try that. If it's not that, I think it's me megavisionsmag.com. And there are videos of our European editor, Graham, walking through how it works, and I think you'll get it. And I think a lot of people, when we show them too many games, 
when they came over and looked at it, we're walking through this, like, oh, wow, okay, they get it. <laughs> you know, everyone was really impressed with exactly how it works. And it's difficult to describe it over a podcast, but it's really neat. You can have the story up. You can have video running in the background. You have all these different tabs open on the side, buttons on the side, like radio buttons that will bring up other information, screenshots, ads, just extraneous information just for you to explore it how you want. And, again, as soon as I saw it running, I was like, okay, I know exactly how to do this. I know exactly how to present information here, and I know this is a way to present information that no one else is doing. So really excited to put it out uh, this way. At some point, if things are really successful and there's enough demand for a physical version of something, possibly we've discussed coming up with a way to do that. Uh, but it wouldn't be the same thing. I, I can't imagine there'd be any way to have all the information as it's presented put into something physical. There may be some way to have a watered-down or altered version of it physicalized. Uh, but I would think that'd be our best bet for ever having that uh, be the case. But who knows? Uh, again, the, for this Kickstarter was looking to fund the first year, so you'll get uh, six issues on, t on a bi-monthly basis. We're pretty close. Uh, right now, we're, we're hitting the home stretch probably by the time where you're, you're listening to this. And I haven't run this by Chris yet, but I'm going to run it by you guys. I'm going to make a special announcement for a stretch goal that we've, <laughs> that we've not announced. Our, our goal right now is $13,000. If we can hit $15,000 by the end of uh, the Kickstarter campaign period, I will put a video on the Sega Nerd site of me playing Samba de Amigo in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> if we can make it. That's the, you know, the Maraca Dreamcast game. I have the yes. Maracas. I have the game. I've got it already set to go. Not the same on the Wii. Yeah, I get it on. I have pass. the Wii one, but I'm not playing that one. <laughs> uh, you need the Maracas, yeah. I need the Maracas, and I need the Afterburner song. So it'll probably be the Afterburner song that I put up there. <laughs> so I will put it on the site. I'll put it on the Sega Nerd site, or maybe mine. I have a YouTube channel now too. It depends on whether Chris will allow me to put that up there. I'll put it online somewhere. You can find me on YouTube right now. I'm uh, Unbound Requiem on YouTube. That's, very, worth, not, that's worth fifteen thousand right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just right there, fifteen thousand. Uh, we're right now we're at eight ish plus. Uh, I know the last push is going to be big. We're trying to get that over that thirteen mark, and if if me going to my underwear gets us gets us to that, <laughs> take him on for the team. Then, then I'm gonna, I will absolutely take it for the team. So uh, as long as it's Sonic gonna, underwear, I'm cool. Cringing. Sorry, Chris, it's going to happen. We're going to hit fifteen k. <laughs> Every, everyone's gonna get what they really want, and that's to see me play Samba and you go my. So yeah, I mean, please, if you have questions, uh, if you feel like I've rambled on plenty, I, then I will shut up. Real excited about this. As soon as I read about it, I went out and uh, supported it, and I was yeah, it is MegaVisionsMag.com. I just looked that up. Uh, okay. Some real yeah. cool, real cool artwork. I'm seeing Toe Jam and Earl. That's awesome. On the yeah, cover. the first issue, the first issue is going to be very Toe Jam and Earl uh, focused. Chris has a very good relationship with uh, Greg Johnson, the creator of the one of the co-creators of the original Toe Jam and Earl game, the one who's in charge of the new one of uh, Toe Jam and Earl Four, the one that was kickstarted uh, last year, two years ago. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of Toe Jam and Earl content in that first in that first issue. And yeah, we that, still need to cover that game. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> 
so many games. There's, so, there's many. so many games, and then okay. we pick Last Battle for some reason. Anyway, okay, it's okay. <laughs> coming up on the the anniversary of the Genesis launch next month, and it was a launch game, so it yeah. makes sense. It's almost it like does. we planned it. It's almost like we planned. <laughs> almost. It. Our listeners know better. Yeah. <laughs> We're just guessing anyway, at this but point. Yeah. Uh, p- just please, if anything else, if you're tired of me talking, then I'll stop. Just go to the Kickstarter, check out those videos, watch Graham uh, demo what it looks like on an actual device, and you know contribute if you can, or at least help us spread the word if it's something that you're interested in. Yes. Kickstarter, Mega Visions, two words, Mega Visions. Uh, take, taking our name from the old Sega Visions magazine, for those who may not be initiated on that. <laughs> but... Uh, and that's it. Done. Done. Yes, Thank you. Absolutely. We'll have all the links here. I'm going to push the show as, po- as soon as I possibly can. Um, that way we can get the word out even more. Um, and you guys listening, you know, Requiem's a big part of the Net Retro Junkies community. And we want to support him, support this project. So go out and do that. If you're going to, you know, $15, $20, all of you guys listening, I know we have a, a pretty good listener base. Go support this. Let's make this happen. You never know. There might be some cross promotion one day with this, uh, with the gym. So you, know, you never know. We'd love that. <laughs> you never know. So <laughs> You never know. It's yeah. almost like that might be planned. And full disclosure, I'm not making any money from this. Uh, I've never made any money from the Sega Nerd stuff. I always do everything I do on there. I don't need the money. I don't need Chris's money. Um, the money that we are using to do this is to actually set up the app and also to get some uh, other writers on board, freelance writers, people that do other things besides what we do, things like go places for interviews, travel to Japan or speak Japanese, that sort of thing. Uh, so that's where a lot of that money is going. So that's I'm awesome. not making any money. <laughs> it's just all love of Sega. I love it. Yes, yep. yes. Passion project. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, like I, all right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I had I had one question. You know, I'm I'm scrolling through here looking at a you know your, your Tom Kalinsky him joining the project. How 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 did that happen? How how did we how did you all get Tom Kalinsky actually join this? Uh, that's been all Chris. I mean, he's been running this site Sega Nerds off and on, well, mostly on, for over ten years, and it's just made a lot of uh, connections. And I I don't know when he first started conversing with him or discussing this with him. Uh, but it's been a long time in discussion. He's got a pretty good relationship with him, as far as I can tell. I've never spoken with him personally, so I couldn't. Uh, yeah. um, I was not. I was not in on that, on that <laughs> particular conversation. Whenever Chris has someone really cool to talk to on the on the podcast, I'm never invited. Yeah. So, <laughs> or at least I say that. I say that. So I, I've talked to Stephen Frost a couple of times, and that's been cool. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I listened to that audio book of uh, Console Wars. You know, Blake, like you mentioned, Blake Harris, and the 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 story of Tom Galinsky is so cool. I, I loved how he was able to take Sega like he did. But uh, that's really exciting. I didn't realize he was part of the project. He just said that. Very exciting. Yeah, we do have some more announcements coming up this next week that I'm not allowed to talk about. The only one I get to say is about my Samba de Amigo <laughs> dance. Dance. Yeah, it's worth it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man, you had me at Console Wars. When I found out that Blake Harris was going to be part of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to I gotta donate right away. Cool. cool. <laughs> so that, that's really cool. That That's a big deal because that I remember when I first read Console Wars, that was one of those books that I thought it was kind of just going to be, um, you know, more of an informational text, but it was written just like a narrative and yeah, i just an easy read oh such an easy read yeah and just kind of seeing the different perspectives and of course i was rooting for tom kalinsky the whole time and uh i don't know I, that was just a very well-written book so you know it sounds like this this project has some 
you know, really, really great connections, and uh, I'm going to donate right away. I can't wait. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate of course, man. It. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But please, let us move along. <laughs> do you guys have any more questions? Uh, no. Uh, just where do I sign up? But I know yeah. you Kickstarter. <laughs> Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter. two words. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm, too. That's great. Yeah. But oh, I, yeah. You snailed it. I snailed it. <laughs> I will have all those links in the show notes, and uh, like I said, we'll get this show out as quick as we possibly can. Like you said, there's eight days left. We're recording this on the 9th of eight July. Eight days, that's today. I think yeah. it's next Sunday or something. So yes. So we'll... You're hearing this. Hurry! If uh, Nick forgets anything, he's fired. Don't that's worry. right. I get fired. We've got plenty of replacements. Because you know how much money I'm getting paid from <laughs> you know, from being a host of the Genesis Gems. <laughs> right. Oh, well, your Negative dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Negative dollars of hosting and <laughs> websites. And... <laughs> Uh, it's all Sega love, man. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, somebody's got to make some money to uh, feed Nick in the dungeon, you know. Oh, yeah, Nick DeMarco. He needs some more food down there. <laughs> he said he was going to leave because he had to use the bathroom. I asked him if that hole we dug wasn't good enough. I don't know what the heck it's called. <laughs> Come on. It's a trough, right? Yeah. Sp- right. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah. com. his new articles are up, so go check that out. Click the articles links. Uh, I was very lazy on that. There's about four new articles he wrote, so go check that out. So let's uh, do this next segment called Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. And uh, let's see, the first one comes from Nick DeMarco. Oh, our, uh, oh geez. Genesis Gems writer and uh, dungeon dweller. Uh, <laughs> Nick says, when did you turn sepia? Because uh, my picture is sepia toad. Uh, I don't know, man. It happened a few years ago. I just started noticing my skin start to turn funny colors. And uh, and then it was like I was old-timey all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. It's all those years <laughs> of listening to emo music. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then he says, also, if any Sega game had a Sonic and Knuckles style add-on, which game would benefit the most, and what extra character would the add-on have? Ooh, nice question. Um, an add-on feature like that. You know, I'm trying to think. I would say maybe like Streets of Rage. Um, like Streets of Rage 2 especially. Um, maybe have the ability to play it three player or, you know, have some more characters to throw in there. Um, I don't know. I think Streets of Rage. Um, I'm thinking games where having a third player would be fun. Um, but I can't really think of another game where you could really add in another, um, character to make the game that much different it, it, there's something very unique about throwing knuckles into the mix because your other characters couldn't fly and they couldn't climb up walls like knuckles could um so i guess i would probably go with some sort of platformer game um that would let you do that it, again the problem is how do you do that without it completely breaking the mechanics of the game <laughs> where you want to just use that character and just cheat the way through um i don't know i don't know uh i'll I'll have to keep thinking about that one uh so matt daly says what was the first genesis game you played and i think i answered that earlier uh altered beast it was a launch title uh it's the first game we had on our sega genesis and as a kid i really loved it um it hasn't aged quite as well now 
Um, Josh Schmidt says, why no beard? Well, <laughs> sometimes you just got to shave. Um, <laughs> that sounded like a slogan to some, like, <laughs> right. be a t-shirt. The Mach 3. Right. The Mach 3. Sometimes you just have to shave. <laughs> Until it's, uh, you know, Movember. Movember, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to grow a mustache. I'm sorry. I, you know, it's not a good look for me. So, uh, Gabe Van Glider says, have you ever played Sega so long that you burn dinner? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. And, uh, I, yeah, I have a funny story. I remember, uh, we had like Super Street Fighter 2 and I was playing it with my brother George and, um, I can't remember if it was him or I who had, something caught on fire basically <laughs> because, we were cooking dinner at the same time. We were trying to play the game in the other room, and uh, yeah, the paper towels caught on fire. Fun story. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we survived. We got better. Uh, and so Gabe asked another question. A real question. Uh, EA titles were at their very best at this point. And time. Which EA title is your favorite? I love Centurion. You know, I've never played Centurion. I have to go check it out. Uh, my favorite probably has to be... I kind of have to split it. Uh, and I will go with Starflight for your mainline EA titles. Uh, but as far as sports titles, I would probably go with Mutant League Football. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. I, it's just that game is comedic gold and even if you don't like football in general there's a lot to love about that game uh, and just the ability to uh, you know mow down uh, the referee and uh, the marching band uh, <laughs> uh, the little mini game uh, it's it's great there's just a lot of fun to it and um, there's bribes there's all sorts of cool stuff and then Starflight, uh, we haven't covered it on the show yet either, uh, but it's just a really good port uh, of a computer um, space RPG type game that uh, everyone should check out. Uh, so Ken asks, if you were a Smurf, which Smurf would you be <laughs> and why? And seeing how this has nothing to do with Sega, uh, I don't think there was a Sega Smurfs game. Um... I, I'm having a hard time with this one, so I'm just going to go with Gargamel. Because, um, you know, why do I have to be a Smurf? Why can't I be the bad guy? Um, so we'll just go with that. Uh, and, and then Daniel uh, Tolan asked, Forced to choose, Fighting Masters, oh god, Ooh. or Stormlord. Man, uh, I have to go with Stormlord just for the cover art alone. Um... But both are not so great. Uh, I think one is just a really bad fighting game, and the other one is a m really mediocre platformer. If I rem remember right. Do you remember anything about those games, Requiem? Uh, fighting Masters is a very bad <laughs> fighting game. I was actually out buying uh, or shopping for retro games uh, with with Chris, the, the editor of Seconders at one point, because we used to live close together. And he picked that one up and said, hey, what do you think about this one? I was like... Hey, you should buy it. <laughs> Most generic game for a game ever. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty mad at me for re <laughs> recommending that. Although I actually did, 
uh, recommend Stormlord also, just because it, I, I think it's interesting, just the story behind that, because there's a there was a censorship yeah. controversy with that game, too. There's we covered a few of those uh, that team's and, games. Uh, Razorsoft? Yeah. 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 So I just for that reason, I don't own it, but I would pick it up just for that. Um, just Lots for, of you know, blood. And, uh, yeah, very adult game. And that sort of thing, basically. Yeah. But it's still... Uh, it's, very difficult game. It's and it's not. It, yeah. It's sort of and ghosty sort of thing without being nearly as good and, and nearly as polished. Pretty much, and I think it was ported to a lot of other systems too, uh, like a few other Razer Soft games, like Amiga and Commodore sixty four, that sort of thing. Uh, so, final question from that hoser over at the Two Dudes and a Nest podcast, Michael Kelso. I think he oh. just posted that too because I just got a notification. Uh-huh. And have you lost weight looking dapper? And yes, I have. Um, shoot, even since I last recorded this show. Uh, yeah, uh, shoot, I don't know. Um, last year, around when, I don't know if that's around when I started on Genesis Gems. I, it's been a while. Um, I, I weighed a lot. Let's just say that. Uh, I lost 60 pounds. Um, I think I'm up to like 70, 75 pounds uh, that I've lost. So, wow. um, yeah, I kind of lost a, a human child, um, <laughs> weight-wise. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy for you, I think. I think. Uh, no, so, so yeah, um, I ran a marathon a couple months ago, um, like first ever marathon. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been great. Um, I probably have been playing less video games because I've been focusing more on that um but you know you just try and find a balance uh but thanks for making it all serious michael kelsey jeez um what a hoser i know no it's all right i appreciate it man um but yeah that's it that's the final ask aaron question nice Hey, game on, Rob. Game on! Game on, Aaron. Game on! Game on, Requiem. Game on! Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! I love it. I love it. All right, last battle. Sega Genesis. Uh, Yeah, this game was a launch game. It was part of um, North of the Fist... Fist of the North (laughs) Star. North of the Fist Star. Fist of the North Star. Good grief. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Well, head southeast. Get my Sega GPS out. Uh, GPS directions. I, I, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not much for uh, for that kind of. Uh, wasn't into that kind of anime stuff. So you know, whatever the heck you want to call it. I I saw I saw the uh, the it was like 1984 movie. I forgot what year it came out, but the movie. Um, I saw it when I was way too young to be seeing that stuff, <laughs> yeah. and it was fantastic. It was glorious. <laughs> it was glorious. Oh, but this game was developed and published by Sega. It was released on August 14, 1989, along with the Genesis. Um, the composer... Did you guys look up the composer on this? Yes. Booty. Booty. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> and do not... I tried to Google search booty uh, music, and it, that, w- that was not oh a good God, search. Yeah, I'm sure you got some great hits. <laughs> <laughs> some some twerking in there, things like that. Yeah, don't don't go Google search booty music. But do you, Aaron? Do you know the background on that at all? Like I, I just I stopped. Oh, well, okay. This is what I know about composers who use pseudonyms. A, a lot of times, um, Japanese composers they would get headhunted by other firms, and so they would use 
a pseudonym sometimes or you know a, a fake name like uh konami uh for various composers i think they put like john banana <laughs> <laughs> you know for the castlevania games uh so you got weird stuff like that i honestly i don't know if they really made music under the name booty after this like it's kind of a mystery like all i could do is and the thing is like the music in this game is pretty unremarkable yeah. to where it's like i can't really compare the style the songs uh, to any other composer uh, because it doesn't have like that strong sound of golden axe or uh the really distinct sounds of, like yuzo koshiro with uh, you know, Streets of Rage or Revenge of Shinobi, so it's kind of kind of a mystery. Yeah, it's not like you're gonna listen to a game and uh, just be like, oh, there's booty. That's yep, booty. That's, that's booty. Him. That's some booty music. Uh, that's pretty much what I do every time I listen to game music. <laughs> <laughs> the average internet price for this, according, I'm actually using PriceCharting.com, and I'm gonna explain this. My phone recently got reset, and I forgot to download my uh, Genesis app that I use for. Uh, Price charting. So pricecharting.com has this game for $4.25 for the cart and $9.99 complete in box. So I think I picked this up uh, a couple bucks at a store many, many years ago, like a dollar or something like that, some sale. But uh, yeah, not not, not too uh, expensive if you wanted to venture into that uh, area. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I, 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 this next section, I'm going to let someone else do. I, I was so confused. Does anyone know the story of this game? Just take it, because I have no clue. Uh, I can give you a general background, because they didn't really change the story from the original uh, Hokuto no Ken or Fist of the North Star series. Yeah. You should have been it's saying really... that all day. You should have been practicing saying Hakuto no Ken all day. Right. Instead of Requiem. Which, yes. which apparently is only super popular in Japan and Italy for some reason. I, it makes no sense because it's, it's just, it's awesome. Like, I don't I don't get it. Uh, you know, it's just huge gore fest. Um, <laughs> cool characters. Dude who, you know, kind of makes sounds like Bruce Lee. Like, <laughs> that stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, so basic story is, um, I think it's kind of set in present-day futurish times, um, and there's like a, an apocalypse, you know, like the final weapon um, that destroys a, a lot of civilization, and so um, basically the people that rise up are the strong, and, um, you know, you, you've got um, this main character who, who's traveling the world, um, I, I think I was watching something. He's trying to save save a girlfriend, and then he's trying to find out about his past and trying to. Um, I, I think he's got this special fighting technique, uh, and he's trying to be the best at it and all this stuff. There, there's really not too name? much you need to know, other than he he loves to. Uh, fight and he beats the crap out of people <laughs> using a special technique uh, that kind of makes me think of acupuncture because uh, hmm. you know he, he, he finds the pressure points and he kind of destroys his enemies from the inside if that makes sense in very uh, bloody ways which uh, if you've seen this game um, you can't really tell but if you've ever seen the original Japanese version uh, every enemy on screen pretty much dies a horrible death <laughs> nice. i don't know if you cool. guys know anymore about the like it, when you when you start the game up um 
the story the the story scroll kind of like the Star Wars scroll like it scrolls super fast yeah <laughs> and it's it's kind of hard to keep up with it but I yeah. didn't think it was important <laughs> exactly that's what I was going like, to say <laughs> so I'm punching stuff <laughs> so much There's like an evil beast. bad dude yeah, yeah. yeah. evil bad guy at the very end of the game that I have to get to and then I have to talk to a bunch of people who don't make any sense <laughs> yeah the dialogue was great <laughs> I can't wait to talk Arzac. about that. Yeah. Save the world. I wish I was a hero. <laughs> yeah, so our Ar- Zach is uh and his companions Alyssa and Max uh have to defeat the bad guys basically. And uh you have to rescue the people that are enslaved. Um and he pretty much you think there's like a little bit of an RPG element to this game, but there's really not. It's just you get to the end of an area and you run into one of your companions or a random person like you are strong <laughs> yes i know <laughs> it's most of the dialogue like i'm going to die now okay <laughs> at least the like the level select was kind of neat with kind of brings you it back like me of the, yeah, mario clash 3 or something yeah you clash a demon head <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you do sort of have i, mean, I don't know if i call it quite as strongly an RPG element, but depending on, like, the path you take in the game, you can get to a boss and get destroyed, but if you take a different path, you can get stronger along that path, depending on where you go, and then go back and fight a boss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, you can sort of level up or power up your guys, like power level increased, or I don't remember exactly what it says. Yeah, and I wrote down some of the awkward dialogue that they have. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorites was, I want you to meet Alyssa. You have the look of a hero. Uh, Arzak, save the world. And then Arzak says, I am the only one who can save the world. And that's the whole conversation. <laughs> that is it. That's the whole thing. She says that. I was like, oh, man, this, this is good chemistry between the two. I that's think they're right. going to hit it off. Yeah. So you have to you have to save Alyssa, right, from Garrick? Am I saying that right? Garrick so. is like the last boss of the yeah, game. Uh, Garrog or whatever. Yeah. And he's like a flaming red dude. He, he kind of yeah looks a little bit like the devil, basically. <laughs> Flaming red dude, I like the I like that description better. Yeah, but but you, Rekum, uh, <laughs> you mentioned something about uh, as as you power up in this game, um, it's kind of interesting that powering up it's kind of like the professional wrestling version of powering up, which is you rip your shirt off and uh, <laughs> yeah. well, the shirt flies so off, and suddenly you're more powerful. Like yeah. it's still yeah. Hulk Hogan style. Yeah, yeah, we need Landon's Hulkula there. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> That's as far as I can go. But... Yeah, yeah. It's great. Your shirt comes off, and you start throwing your fists and stuff everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah. He must work out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how long that guy's arms are. This is so stupid and picky, but I was uh, you know, sitting there punching. I'm like, that guy's, guy's arms just got really long right there. Like, stretch Armstrong style. <laughs> so why, why is his arm so long, and then, like, his kick is, like, a vertical kick? I know. And then when like you like a kick straight up. And when you do a jump kick, it sounds like a PC error from back in the DOS days. Like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> like what in the world? <laughs> the read uh, read write error. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like because the, the the punches kind of sound nice and crisp, like he's kind of exhaling like boxers. You're like, whoo, whoo, whoo. but then you kick. You're like, eh, eh. like what in the world? <laughs> yeah, I kind of found the the, and, and I know we're I don't know. You were kind of jumping around everywhere, yeah, but right. um, the combat in this game, it kind of felt a little bit like Altered Beast, but with less impact, because 
Um, in the Japanese version, of course, you hit them and they kind of explode in a bloody mess. <laughs> and in this one, um, you hit them and like they fly off the screen. <laughs> like that's how powerful they're they're making it seem that your character is. That's right. Even though like he starts with no power, like everyone is just like, you know, flying off the screen everywhere. Uh, and so it really doesn't have much impact. And then you kind of move super slow in this game, uh, at least with Altered Beast. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd kind of the screen would scroll and you could move faster. Like, I really don't know why this game was so slow. It's kind of weird. But combat wise, you got your punches, you got your kicks, you've got the ability to jump. Everything that you found in uh, the original Black Belt, which is the first yeah. game in this series i guess because it's, it's kind of weird uh how the rights for this series went because uh, there were a ton of video games especially over in japan and then there was one on the nes um but it seems like uh some other companies had the rights to make those games uh but sega only made black belt um or hokuto no ken uh on the master system and for my money that game's actually a little better um, yeah, me too. Which is I agree. Weird to me, but I, in in the graphics seem better. Is that weird? The graphics uh, are a little more impressive on the Master System because <laughs> when you punch guys, they kind of explode into a bunch of pixels, uh, which is a, a neat little effect. And then the ability to do a double jump to collect the items like way up at the top of the screen, like that's what I kind of wish they hadn't taken away from this game. Because it feels like there's not that much incentive to keep going in this game other than to, uh, you know, power up and power up and <laughs> get to the end of the game. Because, you know, you, you have these uh, these characters you talk to, but it, it's not like you get sent on any fetch quests or anything. It's just like, oh, here's a random bit of dialogue or, you know, <laughs> thanks for saving me, like that sort of thing. Like, that's literally it. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely has an Ultra Beats feel. Like, I was kind of, when I started playing it many, many years ago, when I was downloading ROMs like crazy, I, I popped this one. I was like, yeah, I might come back to that. It seems like a cool beat-em-up with Ultra Yesterday. Beats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then uh, it, was, it, was, it was funny when we first kicked off uh, the Genesis Gems podcast, you know, Rob and I were talking about how are we going to cover games? Are we going to do it like release date or just randomly pick? So we covered Ultra Beats first to kind of give us some time, and I went out and bought all the launch games and uh, so I have, I've had Last Battle for a while, so after I started playing it a little bit more, I was like, uh, not quite Altered Beast, but uh, we'll get to that yeah, actual verdict later. But um, <laughs> you were mentioning the controls. I like to kind of go over uh, the controls. Your A button's your punch, your B button's kick, and your C button's jump. So like you said, you can uh, punch and kick. You can duck punch and duck kick, and you can jump kick, and I'm assuming you can jump punch. Never really. It's a duck punch. Duck punch. Yeah, it's hard. To... Like a quack quack. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> quack shot, quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack, Mr. Duckworth. But uh, um, yeah, so you got that stuff. And I, I honestly never got to the power up because I just got frustrated and stopped playing this game so much. Oh wow! What does the power up do? I, I really don't know. It just makes it so your attacks get better. So you, and you, you don't you don't turn in, you don't turn into a dragon or a werewolf or anything. No, okay. no, no, no. Uh, it comes off. Sure, comes off, and you do like the rapid fire. I thought that that punch. Okay. And um, you know better kicks yeah but you don't get any faster it's kind of a bummer i kept uh, dying yeah, that would have been nice <laughs> i kept dying at the uh first like kind of maze stage where you're in that yes. little warehouse and i, I just got yeah. mad kept every uh, time it's a one life game yeah, exactly. which is so frustrating exactly. I, that's a good point that's that's a major point of the game i mean you got one life and that's it 
So unless you're using save states, you're just gonna get really frustrated. Which well, I, you know, some games that, that some games do the one life thing, and it's okay because you kind of have incentive to keep going and get better at the game. Uh, because you know the level design gets better as you go along, that sort of thing. But with this game, it's kind of like a flat plane. Like once you've seen the big, like the beginning of the game, the middle and the end of the game are pretty much the same. And it's kind of I, I think I have one way to describe this game, and it's the color brown. <laughs> and, yeah, that's good. And, and that kind of that's the gameplay. Uh, you know, just like murky and not. Uh, it, it's just kind of the most boring shade of brown you can imagine. It's just... <laughs> it, it's like, if you look at it in screenshots, it looks great. It does. The uh, the size of the characters is amazing. You know, the everyone looks big and everything. Just great. Sh- showing the Sega Genesis power and everything. But it's just... It's definitely reeks of launch title. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm going to insert this here because we're talking about only having one life. There is a code to continue in the game. Uh, you hold A, B, and C, and that's when the Legend of the Final Hero thing comes up after you die, and then hit start while you're holding it, and that'll put you back in where you were. That was so there you go. Free pro tip. <laughs> pro tip. I like it. <laughs> nice. Rob, you haven't said much, man. You got anything on your mind over there? Oh, no, no. I, hey, I, I disagree with everything you guys are saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, what I, he said. <laughs> yeah, what he said. I don't even need to be on the show. <laughs> Rob the Contrarian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just telling, you know, with the One Life thing, I, uh, I actually just first played it this week. And, uh, man, I just, I did not get far in this game at all. No. I, I, I'm terrible at this game. Yep. And that's been one of the gripes. You know, I read a lot of reviews on this game, and there's just a lot of just, incredible difficulty as you go through i kept reading that and uh, i think that's kind of a that depends on where like which pathways you take yeah. because sometimes yeah and you can't really tell because uh, everything just has like a small picture it doesn't tell you if you're actually going to face off because uh, some of these areas you go to are just boss fights and if you haven't powered up yet they're going to wallop you pretty bad oh, like, the yeah. enemy patterns aren't that complicated but because your health meter is so much less than theirs, if you even take a couple hits and you haven't somehow refilled your life, which is kind of hard to do in this game, uh, then you're kind of you're screwed. Yeah, not to mention the knives. Oh, gosh, that knife stage where, where they start falling from the ceiling? Yes. Oh, gosh, I must have died on that like ten yeah, times. the arrows coming through and the rocks. Did you, guys, yeah. did oh. you notice that your, your jumping actually changes when you're in the maze stages? Yeah. Is that kind of weird to you guys? Like you go oh, yeah. faster when you yeah. do this special jump arc that you yeah. can't do in the normal stages. It's a it's a really unintuitive jump. <laughs> but cause if you push if you push for if you're holding forward and push jump, you'll just do a normal very small jump and you'll fall in every pit that's in front of you. But what you have to do is jump straight up and then while you're in the air move, <laughs> and then you jump farther. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. You're right. <laughs> are you it's wait? So are you good. actually doing that right now? Yeah. Are you in your uh, room jumping? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like physically. Okay, I jump straight up. I just, oh, I hit the count. I just pulled my third green muscle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. But <laughs> oh my. So uh, yeah, gameplay. <laughs> we kind of jumped. So, uh, We've jumped everywhere. Rob, Rob mentioned that 
he only just played this game last week. I have some memories of when we got the Sega Genesis. When we were growing up, I remember we had Altered Beast. First game I remember us getting uh, in, in Quackshot, uh, eventually yeah. Sonic. But I remember us having Last Battle also, or we borrowed or, or something. But it's one of those games where it's like you have very strong memories of the games you liked um, and loved. And then this one, it really didn't leave much of an impression on me, I guess. Uh, now that I recall, I do remember seeing it in one of those game shows in the early 90s. Uh, you know, where kids would go oh, up and they would compete for high score. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Starcade almost. But um, I can't remember what show it was on, but I remember specifically Last Battle was on there. <laughs> and it looked cool. I think it was the first time I'd ever seen the game. It was like, oh, this game's so cool. I want to play it. And, you know, we finally get it. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is a game. <laughs> kind of there. I don't know. What about you, uh, Requiem? Do you have any memories I, playing this as a kid? I didn't have any uh, early memories of this game. It's one I remember seeing on the shelves. And I didn't actually play the game for myself until about two years ago. It was when I bought my own copy. Because I wrote a review on it for Sega Nerds for the 25th anniversary of the, of the launch of the Genesis, where we reviewed all the launch games. So that was my first experience with it. Uh, I give it a lot of leeway for being a launch game. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, yeah, it's a little rough. I did manage to get through it. I played it again today. I think that this may have been the first time I've played it since. I paid exactly 10 bucks for it, so it's funny that's still the same price. Uh, I played it today <laughs> using a Retron 5 and kind of like tinkered around with some of the codes and stuff that you can put in there. One of the things that's neat is that the blood from some of the characters is still in the in the code of the, of the game. Nice. So there's a, there's a little radio you can push and puts the blood back in for some of the enemies and so when you punch them the blood kind of explodes but their animation doesn't match it <laughs> so they just sort of like move and then this blood appears kind of behind them like their head exploded it's pretty funny it makes it it makes it more fun Scanners. <laughs> oh, scanners! Whoo! What a movie! <laughs> I, I, I just found, I just found your review online. I see a nice picture of a. I think you titled the picture a sample of the beautiful bloodbath that was lost. <laughs> oh, God. if I could get the Japanese version, I would buy it because I do like I do like me some violent games. I do like the catharsis of, of blowing up people's faces and things just with a simple punch. It's so fun. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, things like that jumping that we mentioned earlier, you mentioned almost exactly my thoughts on the look of the game. I wouldn't necessarily have called it brown because there's a stage that's like completely gray. But okay, this background is completely ash gray. <laughs> but all right, fine. I think if you look at my review, you might see that picture label too. Say, oh, I count about nine colors on this screen, not 64. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, other than that, I don't have any other strong memories of it. I didn't realize it was tied to an, an anime when I was young. I remember seeing it on shelves. I like the box. I like the blue on it. Yeah. Other than that, that yeah. Cool. I, I thought it was cool cover, right? It's not as cool as the original, but oh, uh, no. it still, still looks pretty good. He's got some that killer skinny jeans. weird. Skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a weird perspective. Like, whoever the cameraman was, it's just like kind of a weird tilt to it. Um... But, oh, one thing I wanted to mention that I just noticed, because, like, I've got the intro scrolling over here. Um, did you guys notice in the intro scroll that the game actually tells you the ending of the game yeah. before you start it? No. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, like, let me read, read it to you. It says, 
And, okay. Uh, the end, Arzak prevailed, and Alyssa was rescued, and so goes the legend of Arzak. <laughs> what? Skip to the end. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I guess I don't have to play the game. <laughs> All right. Thanks. <laughs> I beat it. Yeah, and I think they actually call Alyssa a, a guy in the in the intro too. Like they, I think they use the pronoun his instead. Of, um, you know, referring to Alyssa. I'm like, whoa. There, I think there's a little English there. Oh yeah, I didn't bother reading any of that. I just kind of said, "Hey, let's play." <laughs> yeah, I kind of skipped that stuff too. Okay, I'm, I'm reading nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to punch things. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I will tell you my initial disappointment. You know, being a huge beat 'em up fan, I, I really. I'm not big on the, the beat-em-up games where you don't, like, string together combos, so that was a big, like, ah. Like, I do, I do like some games, like, of course, Ultra Beast, but I like I like being able to string together a combo like you do in Streets of Rage, Golden X, things like that. Um, so that was an initial disappointment, and, of course, the guys flying 80,000 feet to the screen next to you whenever you punch them or kick them has uh, been annoying, too, because, uh, you know, like, like you said, there was some kind of feedback when you played Ultra Beast. Like, you felt like you were actually hitting the guy. This was just, like... Nah, I think I hit him. Oh yeah, he's flying halfway across the screen. So, but it, it, so it was just—it just didn't feel right. Like I—I—I I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you, sometimes you need uh, this visceral feeling, or the—I don't know. Like some enemies, you need to hit them more than once to know that they're really gone. Yeah. You know, in this one, it's just like, yeah. you know, yeah. just with the whole thing, and they're just flying off the screen. And it's not until you get to the bosses uh, that you fight any honestly challenging enemies at all yeah and even then like I, f I feel like i'm just punching air and watching their uh their you know level at the bottom seeing how far <laughs> how close i am wait to did you them. say punching air or punching aaron because uh punching aaron it's a new I segment, a new segment. <laughs> punching aaron <laughs> next time right. i see you it's gonna be like slug bug brown hey I, I i thought of the thought of the name for the color scheme isn't that called an earth tone like the browns and the yeah. yeah. Oh. Thinking back to my old graphic art days. Earth tones. Well, now you make it sound classy, which is... <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's a lot of earth tones in this game. It's really <laughs> subtle. It's got a lot of granularity to it. It's like the Bob Ross version of. Yeah, it's got like some <laughs> pretty little earth tones here. We touch on we touch on music much. I, I felt like like you yeah, mentioned, I, there, Aaron. It, music it, was no, very. No, we talked about the booty tunes. And that. <laughs> yeah, that's really about all there's to say about them. It, it's not. It, they're kind of there. There's no catchy melodies. Like if you're playing a beat 'em up game, you need some catchy music to go along with it. I think. Yeah. Like Cora um, from Aaron's new album. Aimless plug time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Galaxian. That's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, yeah, the music in this game is... I would say my album is about ten times better, and and, and you can quote me on that. Available now at Bandcamp.com. <laughs> I haven't heard your album, but I'm willing to agree. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And, like, of course, the sound effects I already mentioned were pretty lame. Uh, punching was okay. Kicking was funny. I've already mentioned that. This, I don't... Yeah, this is kind of Sega C-Team basically making this game. I think this wasn't, like, the heavy hitter team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all right. You know, and here's the thing. We're, we're going to cover... This is kind of getting... Uh, putting the cart before the horse. But you can kind of tell how we feel about this game. It's just okay, we're going to cover games on the show that are not so great. Uh, and you kind of need that. You know, you have to look at the, the uglier side of Sega history. Uh, you, you know, you take the good and the bad. Yeah. Facts of life. I'm done talking about this game. Uh, if, anyone else, <laughs> if anyone else has anything to say. Jordan's episode uh, ever. Say it now. Um, no, I mean, 
we have the achievements coming yes. up, right? What a okay. segue. What a segue. All right. That's so clever. <laughs> there, there was, uh, we're doing the achievement thing, right? <laughs> there was one thing I wanted to mention, uh, and I posted about it on Genesis Gems. Sega actually made a remake of the first game in the series that you can play on uh, PS2. Um, only in Japan, but uh, it actually looks pretty decent. It, it's not too bad. Uh, they kind of added polygons to everything, and you know, made it look fancy. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like it's worth playing, so check it out. Cool. I saw some. It, it, the the cover looked familiar, but I never played it. Wasn't there a release of the series somewhere on Xbox 360? The consoles. Like yeah, that? there was a Fist in the North Star game by Koei, I think. Okay, North of the Fist Star. I keep wanting to say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Composer by Booty. Booty. <laughs> I bet you know I'm just I'm just imagining what Booty looks like. Oh yeah, gosh. He has like Marriage. the biggest gold chain. Family. His neck. Family friendly. Jeez, man. No, you know. <laughs> got like a cool pair of shades and. Uh... I don't know. We we just got back from the zoo. We went to some pirate island, and my booty jokes were just very, uh, you know, the kids like that. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, those uh, booty snack kids jokes. Snacks you can get called like pirate booty or something yeah. like that. You guys were talking about the Nintendo Wii a little bit ago. Um, what do they call the Wii in uh, France? Oh no. The Nintendo Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Go fire. I thought that was going another way, and hey, you, you surprised me. I surprised you. <laughs> you. You can start telling I'm going to tell a cheesy dad joke when I start stuttering. I'm like, oh, what, what, what do you call? <laughs> my, deli- my delivery is not good, which probably hey makes it better. <laughs> Wait, George should be Bush delivery. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. How about some retrofitted achievements? The Genesis Gems Retro-Recorded Achievements. Alright, I got five. I bet Rob's got twenty. I've only got six. Oh, you still beat me. Just one up to you once, though. He, he there always, you go. He always something. <laughs> it's always something. Alright. <clears throat> what we'll to tell you what, we'll just do a big round table here. Um, I'll go first. Um, my first one's called the Error Kick. And this is landing a jumping kick. Because every time you land a jumping kick, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. That's good. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll go next with Requiem. How about you, buddy? Okay. Well, I've got seven. Um, oh man, one up to you. So <clears throat> we'll start. We'll start here. Uh, and my first one's called "Nobody Puts Arzak in a Corner," <laughs> and uh, and that is kill a boss by cornering him because I felt like that's the easiest way to, to beat the bosses to knock him into the corner and then just beat snot out of them. <laughs> Nice. So that's my first one. I like it. How about you? Um, How about you, Aaron? Oh, sure. Uh, so my first one is the right said Fred achievement, which is uh, right. get the power off that makes your shirt fly off. Because <laughs> you know, right. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Right. Oh. oh. Right said Fred. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and mine's uh, Rex Kwando, and this is beating stage one with uh, some sweet karate moves so that you can get home to the lovely Lola. <laughs> Sorry. I love how we pull Napoleon Dynamite into Valerie Shirts. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All 
Alright, this one's called uh, Duck and Cover. This is beating the entire stage with uh, duck punches, as I just called it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, next one I have is called is, uh, Failure to Launch, and that's fall down a hole 20 times before you figure out the long jumping mechanic in the <laughs> maze level. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got that achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody gets that one. It's a gimme. How do you do this? Sir Aaron. Okay, so my next one, and maybe final, unless I can just think of one off the top of my head. Uh, this one is called, let me tell you something, brother. One of you would have one like Defeat Hulkula, uh, because the, the first boss you fight in this game, yeah. he, he looks remarkably like Hulk Hogan uh, with a green tone. For some reason, uh, when Sega localized this game, a lot of the characters who had normal pigmentation to their skin suddenly looked like uh you know they swallowed a bunch of radioactive waste so <laughs> um you know that's how you get Hulkula basically well you know now that you mentioned the green people uh, i got one that says hasta la vista piccolo and this is defeating the piccolo guy <laughs> i guess in ball I... reference yeah there you go yeah. there you go yeah, i like it <laughs> Oh, this one's called uh, Bring in the Kicker, and that's uh, kicking someone across the stage. <laughs> Three points. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, next one I've got is uh, friggin' video game birds, and that's get hit by the birds ten times in Chapter 3. Because they're as annoying in this game as they are in every other game with birds. Uh, birds. <laughs> I was yes. thinking of Ninja Gaiden. Stupid birds. Gosh, that's, a... one, that's one of them, Castlevania yeah. games. Castlevania, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Parabola of Doom. <laughs> uh, I did have one more achievement, uh, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, uh, but it's... Uh, <laughs> and that's uh, doing the super fast, punchy move uh, on the last boss to defeat him and beat the game. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Uh, mine is a cut above the rest, and this is dodging all the falling swords and knives in that one stage. I can't remember what number it was. And I didn't. I didn't make this achievement. I didn't. I didn't earn That's this one. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this will be a good achievement. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, my, my next one's like, called. Can't he just bring an umbrella or something? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> a steel umbrella. <laughs> my next one's called Matchmaker, and that's uh, talking to Max about meeting up with Alyssa after that uh, first stage, because you know he wants to go meet up with Alyssa. So, Playing Matchmaker. <laughs> All right. My next one is uh, it's Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. And it's return last battle to the store in exchange it for Space Harrier 2. Double <laughs> <Nice. laughs> reference. Nice. Which was another launch title too, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Cool. And I've got two for pretty much the same thing. Now I didn't actually get anywhere near beating the game, but I did see the, the way it ends, and it's it's kind of weird. The one I saw, it was all the violence was all toned down, like it was you know the I guess U.S. release. But the last boss, I don't know if you guys saw this, he kind of sets himself on fire. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, man, and he just turns yeah. into this, like, blob of blood. It was crazy. <laughs> it's like, what you gonna do, brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? So I, so I actually have two for this, because he says a funny line right before he does it, but... Uh, my first one is, it's the final meltdown. <laughs> and this is uh, beating Garrick, who then scorches himself in flames. And then uh, right before that, though, right before he does that, he says something pretty funny. But uh, here's the achievement first. This will be the place where I die. And this is killing the final boss, Garrick, shortly after he says, this is the place where I die. 
So there you go. <laughs> oh, man. It's <laughs> like, is he referring to the physical space, or is he referring to like a point in time? Like, oh, this is where I'm. This yeah, is when I'm know. gonna die, or where. It, yeah, it's weird. I was just thinking American Pie the whole time, though. Yeah. <laughs> the, the song. The song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so this one's like... You guys have brought me more enjoyment than this actual game. I appreciate it. <laughs> it it's making... It's making what the, we're here for, buddy. It's making the game more memorable, talking about it like this. So, <laughs> all right, this, this one's crazy. All yeah, right. for you ardent uh, Last Battle fans, we apologize. <laughs> no, we don't. All two of you. Yeah. I don't apologize. Please yell at us. I'd like to, to know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, this achievement is quite involved. This is called the best and final achievement. Uh, first, got to remove the game from your Genesis. You walk it down to the Genesis Gym dun- dungeon and you chuck it right at Nick D's head. <laughs> oh, that's, that's brutal. <laughs> so there you go. That's my final one. You don't want to give him more reason to hate the Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got I've got a few that you may want. I'm not sure if this is going to be on the fence for y'all editing out or not. Uh, there, There's no swearing in it. But my next one is Equal Opportunity Shirtlessness. And that is find the statue of the topless woman to unlock the secret of the seal by the end of the game. <laughs> if you Curious. made it that far, there is a there is a pink <laughs> statue, and the the woman's on the statues is nude. I had a One funny name forgot. for it, but I toned it down for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to figure out another name for another one of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh god, family friendly. Moody, why were you drunk when you came up with these? Uh, Robert, is that your last one, Rob? Oh, yeah, I I am all out, my friend. You got one more, Requiem? I've got all out, my friend. Got two more. Two more. Uh, Jumping Humpers, kill ten of the Jumping Humpers in Chapter 4. And those oh. are the that look like the little flea men from the Castlevania oh, game. Yes. They're stacked up. My last one. A last battle for your control pad, and that's break your controller in half while playing the game. <laughs> and then chucking it, Nick D's head in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> so long as he's hit. Secret achievement, yeah, chuck it at Nick D's head. <laughs> Throwing this game in the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I like it. <laughs> now we can only say uh, birds and bees here, so those are jumping birds and bees. So. Jumping birds and bees. <laughs> okay. Let's ask the big question here. Is this game a gym? Is this game of Genesis Gym? Is it good? Or is it garbage? So, critical reception on this game. Uh, the Moby Rank was 52 out of 100. Uh, there was one notable review I was going to read from EGM. It says, Last Battle reminds us of a sa- souped-up version of Ultra Beast. The characters are the same size and move at the same speed at a crawl. The backgrounds also scroll in the same fashion as altered. There are boss characters, maps, and more detailed graphics, but the game wasn't that exciting. <laughs> Mm. Very uh, bland there. Uh, we do have quite a bit of listener feedback on this one, which I'm going to bust through here real quick. I'm very, uh, I don't want to say shocked, but I was very uh, kind of pleased with some of the feedback here. I didn't think that many people played this game. So uh, Peter Guzman says, never played it, but looks good to me. <laughs> I just said, I can't believe how many people played this game. He just says he's never played it, but looks good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adam Nelson <laughs> says, hilarious and entertaining garbage. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen Miranda, Stephen Miranda says it was a decent game despite its localization. Brian Bowen says I hate to say ditto to Adam's comment, which means he's never played it. Joe Copel says never played it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, spoke too soon here. Monty Singleton <laughs> says absolute gem. Love this as a kid. 
Uh, Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Fletchell says, I actually bought this brand new from Toys R Us. My brother and I saved up our money and bought a Genesis and two games as our entry into the 16-bit era. This was one of those games. The other was Streets of Rage. We got one right. I do love this game as I played the devil out of it, but it's not quite. Yeah, he must have really it's... hated Streets of Rage. Yeah. This one. Well, he's... yeah. Well, this is this is funny. He says, but it's not quite good or garbage. How about good bitch? That's funny. Uh, Stephen Patterson <laughs> says, "Last Battle" is precisely the sort of game my mother would have bought me if I hadn't given her strict instructions <laughs> as of what I wanted for my birthday. Didn't we have <laughs> those games? One. I think we all have games yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like she comes. Well, my mom came home with a. I think it was like. Rocket Ranger on NES or something like that. And oh, she's like, yeah. oh, well, the sales associate said it was a really good game and you'd like it. I'm like, thanks, Mom. Yeah. I, mean, I remember my mom bought me uh, <laughs> Bart versus the Space Mutants. I'm like, oh, my year's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Giafrida says, it looks like the drizzling spits. Can I say that on here? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Freddy Velasquez says, I love the game. I'm a huge fan of the source material. Hokuto no Ken is my favorite anime of all time. With that said, I of course have the Japanese version. So for me, the Japanese version is a gem. The watered-down American version, Last Battle, is just good for me. Ken Kazuma, which big shout out to Ken, he's designing us a brand new Genesis Gems logo. Can't wait to see that. Uh, big thank you for that. He says, I've always been a fan of Fist of the North Star. I about said North of the Fist Star. So I like this game a lot. You're reading it! I am reading it. <laughs> <laughs> it's his listexia. Oh, yeah. that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, Eric Gerbeck says it's garbage. I will be fair and not be too hard on it because it's a launch game, but Alter Beast was a pack-in at, at launch, and this game is pretty much just a crappier version of Alter Beast. The bad translation is pretty funny, though, I'll admit. I, I kind of, well, we'll go back to that. <laughs> Kelly Wright says, this is one of the first games I got back in 91, and I admit I was disappointed. It holds a special place in my heart because I finally beat it on Halloween night of 2006 with the help of a printed-out walkthrough from GameFAQ. Uh, Stephanie McKeon says, got the game on launch release and had no idea it was a Fist of the North Star game. The graphics were stunning for a home console game back then. I really enjoyed a lot of the tunes when listening to the headphone jack. That's what, uh, Jonathan Grindstaff says, 100% garbage. <laughs> Snail bet. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Matt Daly says, never played it until now. I've tried it. I've tried to give it a fair shot, but it isn't that fun to me. The graphics are good by 1989 standards, but that is really all it has going for it. Only one life makes for a ton of repetitive play. Garbage. So, Lon Seedman says this is one of those games you have to look at in the context and when it came out and what what else was available at the time. The large sprites and graphics were pretty good for that moment in time. If memory serves, this was a launch title or pretty close to launch at a point. There were not a lot of games to choose from on the Genesis. And that's it. So um. I'm not going to waste any time. This game is garbage. I probably will never play it again. Maybe if I listen to this podcast, get a kick out of it, and you know, go back and relive some of these retrofitted achievements, which I think was the best part of the game that we made up. So uh, I'm going with garbage. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, I I would say garbage. You know, Like I said, if uh, it was at the bottom of a well and it was screaming <laughs> out, help me, help me, I'd, I'd probably just walk away. Um, but... Like, and you know it's 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 just so brown and muddy and it's it earth really tones. doesn't earth tones yeah like the sprites are, are large but when that's all you've got going for your game that's kind of a problem it's almost like they someone was working on the altered beast and like oh look we can do this uh hokuto no ken game on the side here and uh, we'll reuse all this stuff and just change the sprites up and you know 
well, we'll make this style game. Uh, but it's like they, it's almost like they forgot to make the gameplay fun and to add. I think if they would have just even added a few more power ups and gave you the ability to get faster, uh, then people would probably look on this game more fondly. So that said, it's one of the few times you'll hear me say this on the show. It's garbage. Um, <laughs> and I actually mean it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Rob thinks it's the gym. Oh, oh, take off. You stop that. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know what, though? I, I'll say this. I kind of lean towards that new category, good bitch. Good bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it, it to me, it's like, I don't hate it enough to call it garbage, but it's not that fun. So, you know, it's just okay. So I'm kind of torn. Do I call it garbage? Um, it's just really repetitive. Uh, I didn't have a blast playing it, but... I think if black I... Black, yeah, Black right, exactly. right, right, that's it. <laughs> I had that. Um, you know, But I think if I actually tried a little harder and spent a little bit more time in this game, I could have gotten farther. And um, I do like the... I do like what one of the listeners said. You had to kind of put it in the, the context. And um, I, I think for launch title, it wasn't absolutely terrible. But uh, it's not great either. So I'm going to say... Uh, I'll lean towards garbage. There you go. Yeah, it's not... Not mm-hmm. Keith Courage and Alpha Zone on the ma- on the uh, TurboGrafx-16, which is just terrible. Yeah, it's not unplayable, but it's just not that fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think I think that leaves me, and I think a lot of y'all kind of summed up some of the stuff I've already thought about this thing myself. I am really, really trying to give it a lot of leeway for being a launch game, and I think if you picked it up today and you found a walkthrough or found the right path and you just stuck to that path and like I said, you knew the continue code, you might be able to have some fun with this, but I still can't recommend it. So I would yeah. definitely, I, with that, with those three categories, you know, without a good bitch category, I'm going to have to go and put it in the garbage pile myself. <laughs> Although I would save it from the bottom of a well. <laughs> like Timmy O'Toole. <laughs> yeah. It still has a Sega Genesis logo on it, so you gotta kind of have to save it. That's right. <laughs> I gotta save it. All right. That's right. Well, you know, gotta preserve the classics yeah. and not so classic. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, I'm gonna lay the gavel down and call this garbage. We'll wrap this thing up. If you want to connect with us yet again, uh, we are on the web at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Follow us there at gengems. Check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, Google Play. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And uh, speaking of the Retro Junkies Network, Rob, um, tell us what you've been up to a little bit on Turtle Flakes. I know that's kind of got a new, I don't want to say new life to it, but you've been doing a lot of work on there. And uh, I want to make sure you get a chance to talk about that a little bit. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, well, you know, we're, we're just trying to uh, do a weekly show, trying to get more content out there. Um, we have um, a few inter- interviews coming up. Uh, Kevin Eastman is going to be back on the show soon. And uh, also Steve Levine, who was an early artist and uh, letterer for the Mirage comics, he's going to be on the show as well, um, hopefully sometime this summer. And it's cool. Uh, Josh Witt has come back on the show. Uh, and in his absence, um, uh, I, my good friend Joshua Rourke has come on the show so now we have more co-hosts even Landon's a part of the show sometimes um, Nick we gotta get you guys uh, on there man it, it'd, be, it'd be awesome um, but yeah we, we uh, do a uh, weekly show you can find us on iTunes we're on Podomatic and uh, we have a blast awesome 
you know, and, and Landon and I are, are uh, working on the Super Show. I think Rob's going to make a comeback. But we got something real excited planned for August. Uh, I'm not going to give the total details out of the interview we have, but we're going to be covering Doom. We may be interviewing a guy that looks very awesome. fa- looks very favorable. We're, we're pretty pumped about that, so uh, stay tuned on that. And uh, Aaron, is Retro Obscura? It's, what's going on there? Uh, it's been on hiatus so long. Uh, I miss it, <laughs> It's going to come back. Okay, oh, good. man, I miss it too. Uh, you know, one of our guys, Paul, he's not on Facebook anymore. Uh, so it's kind of hard to coordinate oh, everything, but we're we're gonna do it. You know, we've we've said we're gonna we're gonna come back. So um, yeah. we're we're gonna make good on that promise. And uh, you know, I've kind of gotten the, back on the swing of podcasting. Um, you know, with, of course with Genesis Gems, uh, and then I was just on um, uh, another show. I was on the Radical Retro Roundup podcast with joe copel uh which is awesome we talked about karate kid and then uh, i was actually just on another show called um impulse project demo scene podcast which um if you ever got into any uh old school demo scene music this episode i was on actually talks about the sega genesis sound chip uh the ym2612 so you should definitely check it out um of course not just because i'm on there uh, but uh, because it's a great show and it's the first time that they've covered anything related to FM music on the podcast and you'll get to hear some great songs on there and uh, those guys are my friends Ed Wilson uh, Brian Mosley they both do awesome podcasts otherwise uh, Pixel Tunes Radio which is on the Retro Junkies Network and then Pixelated Audio uh, which Brian does which is fantastic um and other than that, of course, you can find my music uh, that I've been talking about this whole show uh, <laughs> over at dia, dya.bandcamp.com. Uh, and I hope you guys check it out. Requiem, one more time, just wrap up where we can find uh, Mega Vision. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, specifically, if you want to try and find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter on Unbound Requiem. That's one word. I also have a YouTube channel, Unbound Requiem, on YouTube, but there's not much there. I'm not uh, going to promise new content every week, but it is a new thing that I've put up recently. I have some of the Megavision stuff on there, but that's mirrored videos from where you should be going, which is to the Kickstarter, which is the Megavisions Kickstarter. Again, you can find information on SegaNerds.com, MegavisionsMag.com. SegaNerds is on Twitter. MegavisionsMag is on Twitter. You can contact me directly. My DMs are open on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. I'll check again after we get off here. And any questions you have, please throw them at me. I'll try to get you an answer or at least find the answer for you. Uh, but, yeah, please, yeah. Saganers get get you there. Megavisions Mag gets you there. Of course, Kickstarter, search Megavisions, two words, and check it out. We have very few t- very little time left, but I think we're going to make it just a few days. Again, eight days as of this recording. I believe it ends on the 18th of July. So thank you for having me on, you guys. Absolutely. And guys listening, please go check that out. Uh, we can't stress that enough. This is a, a big part of our community, having just good, like-minded people wanting to get more Sega content out. And we couldn't even ask for a better, from what I'm seeing and from what we're hearing from Requiem, is it just sounds amazing. So go check that out. Go support it. And I don't think you're going to be sorry for that. But uh, all those links will be in the show notes. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to get this out as soon as I possibly can so you have time to react once you hear this podcast to go actually support this thing. <laughs> so uh, definitely go check that out, guys. So, um, 
yeah, so I got uh, did pretty well for the last battle because uh, it's a it's not a gym, it's garbage, and uh, <laughs> the show was uh, a better show than the uh, last battle was a game. So, <laughs> Ray, there you go. Up in the ante. That's right. So, uh. All right, guys. Next game will be uh, well, a... a great game, and it'll be a horrible show. So we'll flip flop. <laughs> Stay tuned. Well, with that, we will catch you all later. Catch you later. Before we officially end this show, we want to give Landon a chance to give his thoughts on Last Battle. So take it away, Landon. All right, so my uh, thoughts on Last Battle. Um, again, it was an early Sega release. It was one of the first ones. Um, it's based off of the anime Fist of the North Star, which is which is pretty cool. I actually watched the, the movie to that before I recorded this, just to kind of get some background on the, uh, on the show and the series. And it's pretty cool, post-apocalyptic, Mad Max kind of meets uh, Kung Fu Warrior type uh, type story. But the uh, the game Last Battle, um, for an early Sega title, it's it's pretty good. I mean, there weren't any scrolling beat 'em ups when the Genesis came out, so this kind of tried to fill that role, and it didn't do a real good job. One of my complaints, and I don't know how anybody else feels, but I'm not a big fan of the controls. They feel a little clunky to me. I mean, yeah, I know it was an early Sega game, but still, the controls were a little clunky. Um, the story, I mean, it may make a little bit more sense in the Japanese version of the game, The Fist of the North Star, but the English story makes absolutely no sense to me. I mean... It's a lot of just like random phrases and sayings and things that happen, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Um, the the punching and the kicking's pretty cool when you get powered up. I like the double and triple punches and kicks you can do. Um, I like the fact that the guys go flying off the screen when you kicked them. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, now, funny, well, not funny, but kind of a cool fact on the Fist of the North Star, the Japanese version of that game. When you would punch the guy, like they would fall back and like their head would explode and then their body would explode and there'd just be all this blood and gore all over the screen. But you know, uh, us Americans, we uh, we can't have nice things, so um, our guys just kind of flew off the screen. the The boss fights are a little weird; they're a little awkward. I thought um, the big, I know in the American version, the big green guy, you know, that fight's always just kind of awkward. I mean, you can beat him by pattern memorization, but it's still kind of awkward. It it's like it's trying to be Street Fighter, but it doesn't have the control to pull that off, I guess. Um, the music, music's okay for an early Sega game. It's not really memorable or anything. Um, it's just a lot of just generic background music, I think. There's nothing that really stands out to me on that. Um, graphics, graphics are, are good. The graphics were, were pretty decent, even for an early Sega game. The graphics were were pretty good i will give it that um but overall would i say it's a gem no i would say that it's good but it's not a gem i might even be tempted to say it's between good and garbage it's good garbage i guess i would say it's not really good it does one or two things well but does a lot but does several not so well but um yeah, so anyway, uh, thanks for letting me record this, Nick, and uh, hopefully I'll see you on the next gyms.